What's going on, fellas? Rob Carbone. You're listening to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis than by tuning into this podcast right here, right now. Let's go. Ivan Drago and the Dallas Mavericks. Big victory tonight. Defense, offense, team camaraderie. What do you know? Moving the ball around. What do you know? Hitting your free throws. What do you know? <laughs> Everything tonight, guys. Everything. But, yeah, finally. Finally, we get something to cheer about because it's been so dreadful this season for the Knicks. I mean, holy hell. We had the Bulls, especially that Bulls game the other night. So the way that started, actually, the Knicks played with some kind of effort for three quarters and in some change, right? They, uh, I, I think they had the eighty-nine to eighty-seven lead with about eleven or so minutes left in the. Uh, they just started the fourth quarter, but you know Knox hits a pair of free throws to put them up two. But then <laughs> some kid, and this kid's gonna be good, so I give him credit. But he's a twenty-one percent shooter from three. Kobe White, and he ends up hitting seven triples in the fourth quarter on the Knicks. They don't close out on him. They don't learn. They keep letting him chuck, 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 and he makes them. He ends up scoring, what, 23 of the the Bulls' 35 points in the period. Bulls scored 35. He scored 23. You know how many the Knicks scored in that period? They scored 17 in the fourth. He outscored the Knicks' his entire team in that fourth quarter. Some Kobe White kid who never... (laughs) <laughs> never made that many threes in a game, let alone a quarter. 21% shooter, and the Knicks let this guy just go go off on them. And it was a joke. It was so pathetic. And, you know, it, right after the game, I had a podcast episode, uh, BD4, episode 41 released. But then I was so pissed off, I went and did another one <laughs> because of the whole press conference thing that happened. So, uh... That was a mess, especially just watching the, you know, just seeing them down the stretch just revert back to ISO that game. Um, and I don't want to spend too much time on this game because I want this one to be a, you know, a more um, upbeat, positive episode here of BD4, but because we don't get wins often around this town. But um, I do just want to bring up one thing, and you know, one thing the. Uh, they kept bringing up in the in the, in the press conference, the uh, Steve Mills and Perry kept bringing up consistency. We want to see a consistent effort. Well, <laughs> it wasn't a consistent effort that game against the Bulls. Knicks just like they, they fell off the table in the fourth quarter. Let this white kid do whatever he wanted on them, and they made no effort to box out to get these rebounds. They made no effort to close out on him on the three point line. 
and you know it they just look stagnant and Fisdale again that was his game where he was put on notice by that front office with that press conference pretty much you know a message to David Fisdale to to get your shit together get your team winning some games or else you know you could be fired sooner or later and I think Adrian uh, Wojnarowski however the hell you say his name he actually put out a tweet the other day or yesterday was it saying that his firing that David Fisdale's firing is inevitable. So that means it's bound to happen eventually this season. And, you know, I don't disagree. While I agree that the front office, they put together a very unorthodox, unorthodox roster, you know, of power forwards, a bunch of like six, what, six players on one year deals, um, and a, a three point guards who cannot shoot the basketball. Very hard to work with that. I understand that. But at the same time, I caught some numbers. Um, I looked up something. I saw it on Twitter. Just the way David Fisdale uses his rotations. Again, it's hard to do with, with what you're given, but there's there are coaches out there who are doing better with worse. Okay, and you look at this. I looked at something. I saw the lineup of Frank Nielakina, R.J. Barrett, Kevin Knox, and Mitchell Robinson. So the four guys that the, that the Knicks, you know, should be trying to develop, you know, as their core, have played all have all four of them have played on the court together for just nine minutes heading into tonight, excluding tonight's game, for just nine minutes. While we have guys like Morris, Portis, and Randall out there consistently together, it feels like it feels like they're taking, you know, a heavy load here and doing all, you know, doing and getting a chunk of the time here, which should not be the case. Morris and Randall together should not be the case, let alone adding Portis with them. And Morris and Randall are, are the, two, the only two guys in this lineup, aside from RJ, who have been starting every single game. And they're also top three in minutes on the team. And these are guys who don't... I, I never understood putting them together. Um, you know, they don't stretch the floor. They're a very stagnant and clogged offensive, you know, half-court offense. Their defense together is a nightmare, especially Randall. You're going to get the turnovers... You're not going to get ball movement, that's for sure. You're going to get a lot of iso ball. And that's, that's, is that really what you want when you're trying to develop Neil Aquina, RJ Barrett, Knox, Mitchell Robinson, etc.? That's not what you want. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's just one of those things where you have to do better in that aspect. So, yeah, he's not some scapegoat. Fizdale needs to realize that he's got players out here. He needs to optimize their talent more. You can't just be putting these dog shit rotations out there and expect to to be in these games. Morris probably won't even be here next year. Hell, he might not even be here past the deadline. And Randall, my goodness, man. I just, I didn't think there was an excuse for that. It just pissed me off because you can't allow these guys to have all this freedom to do whatever they want. Julius Randall running point guard for you 70% of the time he's out in the court. You know, Marcus Morris doing his impression of Carmelo Anthony on a bad night every time he's out there. It's just hard to watch. So that was that was game one. That was uh game one. Uh, that was game what eleven. Tonight we got game twelve. Finally took a win against the Mavericks. So I want to I want to shift over to this because this is what we should be talking about. What a great victory! And this is what Knicks basketball should be this season. I know they're not always going to win these games, but I get that. But the fact of the matter is that they put in some just a hundred percent, hundred and ten percent. 
effort level tonight. Just bringing this energy, playing with this grittiness. You know, they were they played mean tonight with this physicality. They they didn't they didn't back down. They just looked hungry. They wanted that win. You know, for obvious reasons, right? Um, the Porzingis return, and oh man, was it great to see him get booed? I mean, he got booed tonight, guys. He got booed. That Garden crowd would not give him any mercy. I'm talking about in the intro. I'm talking about when he walked on the court. Um, you know, when he first came out. I'm talking about when he had the ball every single possession down the stretch. He, the, oh, it, it was awesome. It was awesome. Every time he touched the ball, you know, KP sucks. KP sucks. Chance going on as well. It was great. But for the win itself, man, I'm telling you, it was it was what we need to see from this team. If they're going to rebuild and if they're going to lose games, do it by putting in an effort like you did tonight. Tonight's game was a fast tempo game, or right? the tempo was very fast tonight. We didn't see that slow half court offense of Morris and Randall just chucking up bricks and isolating, dribbling into traffic. We saw more ball movement, twenty assists, but even that doesn't tell the story. You know, it was just the way they shifted the ball around, the way they moved, the way they made their cuts. They shared the rock, man. And, you know, a big part of having that fast tempo, Dennis Smith Jr. It was his first game tonight um, where he actually got some big-time minutes. Smith played 30 minutes tonight. Um, and his athleticism, his electricity tonight was huge. It was huge. He was so big for the Knicks tonight. Played 30 minutes, scored 13 points, um, rebounded six, and he dished out eight assists to just two turnovers. That was a big part of his game tonight. Him and Mitchell Robinson were clicking very nicely in the pick and roll. Threw a couple of lobs to Robinson. And Robinson's another player tonight who had a big game. Um, His defensive presence, man, it it is so, you know, I missed it. We missed it. We all missed it. Just having him out there at the rim. But him also being able to defend the perimeter pretty well. Now, Mitch obviously fouled out tonight in 22 minutes because he's Mitchell Robinson. And that's one thing he absolutely needs to, to improve on. And quite frankly, it's it's one thing where he's honestly shown no improvement in since he's entered the league. But as for the way he played, you know, outside of those foul troubles tonight, 16 points, 8 rebounds in 22 minutes. That's in a block. I'm telling you, you get this guy to give you 30 minutes consistently, somehow, some way. he's a double-double. He's a walking double-double. You know, he's he's... Double-digit points, double-digit rebounds, and he's going to block about three, four, five a game if he can give you minutes as well. This is a legit defensive threat, folks. Now, I'm talking about DeAndre Jordan in his prime type, a Clint Capella type, a guy who's really going to make a great presence. And I love that. I love that he's not a big offensive weapon. He can give you enough, but his I love that his main you know MO here is defense. Mitchell Robinson is bringing defense back to Madison Square Garden. That's what we need, man. When was the last time we've had a true defensive center? Tyson Chandler? I mean, come on. This is great. We just got to keep him on that floor. But he was a big impact tonight, as was DSJ. Um, But yeah, the defense tonight was huge. Frankie Lakina down the stretch, getting into it on the floor with Luka Doncic. You know, with that loose ball he grabbed? His defense was great. Now, his offense was his typical Frankie Lakino offense. Five points, one of four shooting. But his defensive intensity, man, his defensive efforts tonight in the closing minutes, oh, man, they were great. You know, and defensively as a whole, the Knicks just played so well containing uh, Porzingis. 
He only scored 20 points tonight, and he needed 17 shots to do so. So they did a very good job containing him. You can hold Kristaps to 20 points on 17 shots. You're going to take that and run with it. Because this is the guy who we all know can drop you 30 tonight when he's on. You know, that fourth quarter was huge. Huge. They did. The Mavs did have one little run, though. Right? I think it was the end of the third. Much like the last time the Knicks played the Mavs last week, it was the end of the third this time around. Um, Bobby Portis hit a triple with like three and a half to go. Uh, put the Knicks up 77 to 70. And then the Knicks just, oh my, they lost it on Dodgic. Hit a couple of runners, um, had an M1. And then he went to his spot, which was like, not the top, it was at the top of the three point line, but a little over past the elbow. And it was like two, no, three in a row, 327 you know, foot three point shots just consecutively. And the Knicks would answer back a couple of times, but he kept answering back then. And Doncic led the led the Mavs on a seventeen to ten run, where he scored fourteen of those seventeen to end the period, and you know the the two teams went into the fourth quarter tied. So it was a that was really the only moment of the game where the Knicks had trouble con, um, containing the Mavericks consistently. They couldn't get closeouts on on Doncic. They were just leaving him open uh, or leaving him too much space on the three point line, and he was lighting them up for a second. But they tightened that shit up, as Aaron Boom would say. <laughs> but yeah, Fizdale had him tighten it up in the fourth, and the Knicks just, they put the clamps on. Like I said, Frankie Lakino was huge. Um, Mitchell Robinson, they, they just they held Dallas to 16 points in that period, and Porzingis, he had zero of them. Zero! Oh, that was amazing. It, it was amazing. They just locked him down, and I think it was 13 seconds left or something like that. Marcus Morris comes out. He goes into ISO. He, uh, this is after a timeout, too. David Fisdale not drawing up a play for a clutch moment? No friggin' way. Really? Would have never guessed that. But, yeah. <laughs> Puts Morris right into ISO. Now, to his credit, he hit he hit the shot. Morris hits the three-pointer to put the Knicks up 104 to, 10, to 101. So he unties the game, gives the Knicks a three-point lead. And that's eventually the game-winning shot. Once uh, Frankie Lakina iced a pair of free throws. To ice the game. I'm sorry. He nailed a pair of free throws to ice the game. So I'll give I'll give credit tonight to Morris. Um, like I said, I don't love the uh, idea of having no system ran out here. It's just like let you do your thing and you know pray it works. It's very 50-50. You know, it's very Carmelo Anthony type ball. Speaking of Melo, he signed with the Blazers tonight. Good for him. But um, but yeah, I'll give Morris credit tonight. Scored 20 points for the team. He was good. Hit some big buckets down the stretch and hit the big bucket. Um. But yeah, and they were talking on TNT tonight about the Knicks needing some identity, having this identity. They need an identity, need something, you know, who are they? Are they a defensive club? Are they an offensive club? Are they a three-point club? Are they a pick-and-roll club? How are they going to, you know, succeed when they do? Um, I don't know. They don't really have an identity. They're a rebuilding team who's not going to be good at anything in particular. But if you do want to have some kind of identity, like I said in the beginning of this, you want to make it, you want you want people to know that you play hard every night, and you want people to know that you're going to to not let up no matter what the score is. That's all I want people to think of when they think of the Knicks. I'm tired of people thinking of them as these trash bums. So we've got to put this effort into every single game from here on out. We cannot let this game just be a one-time thing, like all three wins of the season have so far been. We get these good gems every here and there, but then we go back out the next day, and I bet you it'll happen Saturday. Would have come out there with no effort. 
You know, we're going to half-ass it and just be lazy out there. And I don't want that. We have two more home games before we go back out on the road. So it would be nice if the Knicks can continue this, you know, energetic run they're on. Run they're on. <laughs> this one-game winning streak. Um, it would be nice if the Knicks could, no, but really, it would be nice if they could continue this, you know, to build off of this one game here and just bring it all throughout the year. Just keep bringing that effort out. That's all you need. Because if you're a team that's going to lose some games, you better be doing it with an, you know, with a, with an effort that's unmatched out there. So we got that tonight. It was nice to see the Knicks play well. Again, they moved, they shared the rock, they moved without the ball. They, were not, they did a nice job on, you know, on the other end. It was nice. It was a nice win. They even hit their free throws. Didn't get to the line a ton tonight, but they they hit their free throws at a fair amount, nine of eleven, and um, hit their three point shots. And they, like I said, they contained the Mavericks. With their with their uh, with their tight defense in the fourth quarter, especially. So, it was nice to get that win, but this is something that's going to have to, you know, keep showing up. We can't just make this a one-time thing. So that's pretty much all I got. Um, who we have? Who do we have on uh, on Saturday? Is it the uh, Cleveland again? No. Oh, it's the uh, Charlotte Hornets. Okay. And then we have Cleveland on Monday. So these two home games before we go back on the road really should be games that we could, we could win. Nothing's a gimme with the Knicks, but that's the thing with them, man. They have, you know, they don't have a ton of talent, but they have the amount of talent to where if they put in this effort every single night, there's no reason they should win at least. There's no reason they shouldn't win at least. 35 to 40% of their games. I would love to see a 40% win clip this year. Because honestly, that's how I think they can do it. They're not going to win a lot of games because their roster is unorthodox. But if they put in some kind of, you know, hardcore effort every single night, I, you know, they have, they have enough to win 30 games. That's all I'm asking. But is that going to happen? I don't know because I'm not sure they have that that fight, that hunger in them consistently enough. It has to be an everyday thing, guys. It has to be. But, um, yeah, that's that. Good to win this tonight, man. KP sucks. KP sucks. KP sucks. So happy to destroy the hell out of him tonight, man. Locked him down down the stretch. Disappears, as usual, in the clutch. <laughs> An uncharacteristic 11 rebounds for the weak little prick. But um, great win. Let's just live it up until the uh, until they come out flat on Saturday. <laughs> Enjoy it while we can. All right, guys. Thank you so much for stopping by. If you haven't followed me on Twitter yet, please do so. It's in the description. If you haven't followed me on uh, on Facebook, please do so. That is also in the description. Uh, pretty soon, I'm going to have a YouTube channel out. As soon as I get my camera, maybe I'll ask Santa Claus, <laughs> and then I'll have a. Uh, I'll have video for the, for the podcast as well, and not just audio. But thanks so much for tuning in to BD4. Rob Carbone, signing out. All right. Ciao.